Hey, what's going on guys? I'm Dylan and welcome back to another episode of Dylan's Discourse. It's my second one and I'm really excited to be doing this once again. We've had a great week of Panthers hockey since they started out. They're 3-0 and and can we just say, are they going undefeated this year? I don't know yet, but let's just all be excited. We're 3-0, and tying our best start to a season from last year. And wow, is this team legit. They've beaten Pittsburgh, they've beaten the Islanders, and they've beaten Tampa. And if you ask me at the start of these at the season, if these three teams would make the playoffs, I would say definitely. So the fact that the Panthers have beaten all of these three teams and played really well in these games as well, it tells you that this team is legit. Now, yes, the Islanders were without Varlamov and Tampa was, was without Kucherov. But these wins have been very impressive. The Panthers are here. They are a real team. And the rest of the league should look out because the Panthers are here and they're coming for a Stanley Cup run. Now let's get into some of the things that we saw during these games. And let's talk about 5v5. The Panthers were just unbelievable 5v5. And that is because the lines worked well. And that's on Coach Q for putting together good lines that were able to work well together. Spreading the talent out throughout all four lines of the team. And let's get into this top line. We all know, of course, Barkov is just unbelievable. He had an insane goal against the Islanders that really reminded me of a goal he scored against Minnesota two years ago. He's got five points through three games already, really showing contract was worth it. I think we all knew that. He's just proving himself. He's showing that he's going to be one of those players that even though he got the contract extension, he's still going to work hard, play hard, and try and win as many games. I don't think anyone doubted that, but he's showing it here. For Hagee, is picking up where he left off with four points already in these three games. And he's showing that last season, it wasn't a fluke. He is real, the analytics were real, and he is going to be a good player. Now, there was one change already from the starting lineup, and that was Sam Reinhardt. He didn't look terrific playing with Barkov and Verhage. So what So what did Q do? He moved Anthony Duclair back to the top of the lineup, back to the first line. We saw last year Verhage, Barkov, Duclair was honestly one of the best lines in the NHL. He put them together towards the end of the game against the Islanders, and they were just dominating. And then the entire game against Tampa, that line looked great. Duclair has three goals in three games, so packaging them together should work out perfectly. Moving on to the second line, it's really stayed with Huberto, Bennett, and Tippett. And I've actually really liked this line. Bennett showing that whatever was happening with him in Calgary, something was wrong because he already has a hat trick this season. He looks good. He's showing that the small sample size from last year wasn't a fluke either and that maybe he can continue. I don't expect the shooting percentage to stay as high as it is, but for him to put up 50 or 60 points is not unreasonable. Playing with Huberto, of course, Huberto's going to set Bennett up on so many great passes. So he'll be able to score a mate quickly. And Tippett, he hasn't looked as good as he did in the preseason, but I'm pretty confident Tippett's going to show out. Tippett will score goals. I think 20 goals from Tippett is reasonable. I don't know if I made that prediction on the podcast, but I do think Tippett will score 20 goals this year. Moving on to this third line, we've already seen it change a little bit. But can we start off with Anton Lundell, the savior, the kid, whatever you want to call him, one of the greatest Panthers prospects, and he's looked good. Let's start with his defense. 
unbelievable defensively. I think it's very rare that you see a prospect coming into the league that's this good defensively. And he's also one of our best, if not the best, penalty killer on the team. He's playing with Barkov, so that does help on the PK. But he has been phenomenal. And then we were waiting for some of his offense to maybe come alive. He was setting up some nice plays. I talked about his composure behind the net in the first podcast. But he's really great. He's got good vision. That's something I really like about him. But his offense really came alive playing with Sam Reinhardt. Q put Sam Reinhardt on this third line after it didn't work out on the first line. And it's really worked with Anton Lindell so far. I've really liked what we saw. Lundell scores his first NHL goal on a beautiful give-and-go with Reinhardt last night. He also had his first assist on the Montour goal. And that connection, I'm really looking forward to it. The third spot on that third line, it has it was given to Marchment a little bit towards the end of the game. And I liked how Marchment looked in that line as well. I've always been a huge Mason Marchment fan. I liked how he looked last year in the playoffs. People are upset that Marchment gets top-line minutes sometimes. I've really never been against that because Marchman is the type of player that can play well playing with better players. So Marchman playing with Lundell and Reinhardt is definitely something that I'm liking from the team. One person I'm not liking so far though, Frank Vetrano. He has not been impressive to me at all. He took some stupid penalties and he's really just not making much of an impact on this team. I think you can replace him with Ryan Lomberg, who I actually thought looked pretty decent as well. And I don't think you would lose much. If anything, I think it would improve the team because Vetrano just not doing anything for me. I think he should be a trade bait considering it is the last year of his contract. What will happen? I don't know. I trust Q and Zito to figure that one out. That's just what I would do. Moving over to the defense, let's talk about Aaron Ekblad. Two goals in the first game, really saving that one against Pittsburgh. And his injury doesn't seem like it's affecting him at much if it even is at all. There are there have some there have been some skating mistakes with him. Little bit I saw in game 2, he was falling down just a little bit, but I think he's still good. He's making an impact and I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Ekblad and Uyghur. He's right back to his regular season form. He's bouncing back from playing a little bit poorly in the playoffs and he's looking really nice defensively. He's taking some shots from the blue line as well. So I'm think that top pairing I said earlier top 10 to possibly top five pairing and I think that still holds true the second pairing is where we might have to talk a little bit Gustav Forsling he's another one of those players proving that last year was not a fluke for him he looks good and I one thing I love about Forsling is that he is not afraid to shoot the puck Bill Zito has can't be given enough credit for getting Forsling for free off of waiver claims but Forsling is great. He's pretty good defensively as well. He's really good with a stick, poke-checking the puck away, and stealing that puck back for the offense. Really like what I'm seeing there. Gudis is the one person that we need to talk about. He did look a little bit slow in the first two games. It did pick up last night against Tampa. He made some really nice defensive plays, saved a goal basically in the first two minutes of the game. But he was a little bit slow in the first two games. So I wonder, can he keep up with Forsling? Is that going to be something that Bill Zito is going to go out and attack as we get closer to the deadline, the trade deadline? I know a little bit weird to be talking about the trade deadline already, only three games into the season. But maybe that is something that we look at is getting another second pair defenseman and moving Gudis back to the third pair. Now, that's not to say the third pairing hasn't been bad because it's actually been pretty good. It's definitely been changed quite a bit. But Brandon Montour has been on that third line for all three games so far. 
Brandon Montour, just another player that's making Bill Zito look insanely good as a general manager. He has a goal already, the first power play goal of the season for the Panthers. And wow, I mean, you talk about a player who had some of the worst analytics when we got him. Everyone was confused as to why we're giving up what we did. Why are we even getting him on a team that was supposed to make a playoff run last year? People thought Bill Zito didn't really know what he was doing at that point. But if you trust Bill Zito, good things happen. Brandon Montour looking great already. And now some of the players that did play with him, Matt Kierstead, he's been he got sent down to the AHL, but I actually really liked what I saw. I think he is probably our eighth best defenseman right now on the depth chart. And he's just going to develop more as a prospect. Remember, we signed him right out of college and he came to play some games, but I think he's just going to continue to develop and develop more. We played Kevin Connaughton last night against Tampa, and I really like his offensive abilities. He got robbed by Vazzy, almost scored a goal, but Andre Vasilevsky, greatest goalie in the league, completely rob, robbed him. I don't think Connaughton will play every game, but I'm not afraid to have him in there. He's not a guy that I'm worried about uh, making defensive turnovers, making defensive mistakes. I think he's someone you can put in there, and you can feel a little bit comfortable knowing that he's your sixth defenseman in that game. One thing I do want to see, Ole Ulevi play. I think we might see it coming up against Colorado. Um, we didn't give up much to get him in the trade from Vancouver. Of course, he was not good for Vancouver, but we really did not give up anything to get him. Just Yuho Lamico and Noah Juleson. And I think he can be another one of those players that the Panthers goes ahead and saves, like the Brandon Montours, like the Sam Bennett. And I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Let's move on to the goalies, and oh my goodness, is this where it gets exciting. Sergei Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight. Those two goalies so far have been absolutely phenomenal. Of course, Bob gave up four goals in the first game of the year, but he still faced 47 shots, I think it was, and he made about 12 desperation saves. He was incredible. Two of the goals he gave up also bounced off of his own defenders. And then against the Islanders, one goal given up against them. Wow. His only goal given up was a, a goal by Wallstrom on the power play where he was right in front of the net. Can't even be that upset about that one. And then Spencer Knight, a 20-year-old rookie playing this well. I think with this tandem... It's maybe the best tandem in the league if they keep playing this way. Now, will Bobrovsky continue to play this way? I mean, because he's playing like a $10 million goalie right now. Is it sustainable? I'm not sure. But if it is sustainable and Knight plays this well, I think you have a chance for a serious cup run. But I do want to talk about one thing here. And this is where it comes into, is this thing from Bobrovsky sustainable? Because if what he's done through two games is sustainable... I know Spencer Knight looked amazing, but I think you keep with the hot hand here. And if Bob keeps playing well, you stick with him. And if that happens, I don't really want Spencer Knight riding the bench for a whole lot of this season. Because I think we still want Spencer Knight to develop. So I think if Bobrovsky is playing amazing, maybe we consider sending, sending Spencer Knight down to the AHL, getting playing time, and being able to develop a little bit more. Now, that's all... Contingent on Bobrovsky continuing this great play. If it starts to fail a little bit, then of course Knight comes in and Knight can play because we know what Knight can do. I think he's up to five 
straight regular season games to start off his career with a win. Just absolutely unbelievable. The special teams is the one thing that might hurt this team, though, this season. The power play needs to be better. Just flat out, come and say it. The power play needs to be better. They have one goal on it this year that came with one second left on the power play. The goal from Brandon Montour that beat Vasilevsky. There's been nothing besides that. It really hasn't looked that all that great. They moved Hornquist back to it during this Tampa game, and it started to click a little bit more. But I'm still not sure what needs to be done to this power play because you would think with all the talent on that power play, they'd be scoring goals left and right. But they just really haven't been. I hope something gets fixed with this power play, and I think it ultimately will get better over the season. Three games isn't much of a sample size at all. But for right now, there is some cause for concern. And then moving on to the penalty kill, why are they taking so many penalties? It's not going to end well if they continue taking this many penalties. I don't care how good the penalty kill has been. If you take too many penalties, you will continue to lose games. Thank goodness we have Anton Lundell and Sasha Barkov on this on our penalty kill. Because they've really been saving us. We probably lose that game against Pittsburgh if the penalty kill didn't come up as big as it did. And I think we've had three extended five-on-three penalties this season already that the other teams haven't scored on. Which, big shout-out to the penalty kill for stepping up and doing this. But the penalties need to stop if we want to keep winning games. Against Pittsburgh, I think we had a full minute or full period of penalties and minutes, essentially, like 18 minutes. So that really needs to stop. But the penalty kill has been fantastic, so lots of credit given to them. Looking ahead, we've got a really difficult game tomorrow night. 7 p.m. Thursday night against the Colorado Avalanche. Maybe the cup favorites, I want to say, outside of the Panthers. Another big chance for the Panthers to prove who they are. I'm hoping for some big crowds. Of course, attendance wasn't the greatest the first two games, I think. With the Heat coming back tomorrow night, not sure if we'll get the greatest crowd there, but it's a real great game. If you can make it out to the stadium, go ahead, watch that game. It'll be a great one. They go to Philadelphia Saturday and then back home for Arizona and Boston. So the schedule does get slightly easier after starting out with four games against serious playoff caliber teams. And we'll just see what's going to happen. But I really like this team. I think they've got what it takes for a serious cup run this year. And they've shown it. And they've shown what they can do. They can show just a little bit. And for now, they're tied for first place with who everyone gets, the Buffalo Sabres. That's all I got for this one. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to let me know what you thought of this podcast, you can respond to me on Twitter at at MiamiGuyDylan. And also, be f- feel free to rate this podcast, leave it a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast listening from. Anyways, that's all for this one. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day.